The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess. All you have to do is add hot water wherever you go. Each steep pack is individually sealed. It's nitrogen flush, so it stays fresh. And it's got this special full immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue or no staples. So there's no weird stuff floating around your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on steeped coffee packs at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying steeped or having your favorite roastery reach out and kind of get in touch. If you're in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry, make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. So there's an ASMR out there for you. Yeah, there's an ASMR for everybody. It's like Tinder. You just got to find the but right one. for sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Since the phenomenon, there's a lot of bad ASMR out there. Okay. But the good stuff's good. Like the audio quality, like, you know, there's a lot of role playing going on. So people will play roles. It is like Tinder. Zone. It's, it's, <laughs> it's literally like dating. It's amazing. Tinder for your ears. <laughs> anyway, you're welcome for the cultural knowledge, everybody. Yeah. Here we are. Hello. So I have a lead-in question. Fudge. Yeah, you Or do. a lead-in story. Okay. And we'll just see where it goes. Mm. Do you know who Dave Asprey is? No. Tell us. He is the founder and CEO of Bulletproof, mm. i.e. Bulletproof coffee, right. Bulletproof nutrition, Bulletproof whatever, yeah. paleo situation, okay. whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to some podcasts with him on it. One in particular... And I was just like, oh, shit, I'm an asshole. So he talks about what Bulletproof Coffee is and what it isn't and what makes something actually bulletproof. And then he talks about how they constantly have to defend their trademark on Bulletproof because people will just take it and it's a brand name and they'll use it. And sending cease and desist and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, we totally got a cease and desist. We did. From Bulletproof. Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking about us giving that dude in Australia a bunch of shit for ripping off some stuff that we did. And I was wondering how we were any different. Hmm. Well, ripping off theories is quite a bit different than ripping off or being inspired by flavors in a, something that works. So, you know, it's like we drink coffee. And we have a coffee company. We didn't rip off the idea of coffee because it's good. So to me, I go like, well, this is a good idea in a product that works that is not served in this town. The name Bulletproof, I actually do understand. Like, oh, yeah, we shouldn't have called it Bulletproof. That's what I'm saying. So like, but that is also like saying you shouldn't call sort of to me. Now, and now I understand it better through this process. It's almost like saying you shouldn't call it coffee. If you're serving like, you know, like the exact same ingredients, et cetera, et cetera. Like I have a hard time with that a little bit. I guess where my head went was we were kind of giving this kid some shit to where it's like, you can't rip off people's stuff. You got to know better. You can't just copy. Sure. Yeah. We took someone else's brand name and threw it on our menu and we know better. Right. We, we, We didn't do it with any malicious intent. 
Yeah, it yeah. was it was almost not to make an excuse, but in my mind, I didn't know how big they were, and I didn't know that. It, to me, it was like a it's like a Kleenex kind of thing. Like, do you have a right. tissue? Do you have a Kleenex? Right. Or, do you have a style? The of brand thing? is so prevalent that it's almost interchangeable right. in that sense. But then I felt a little bit like I should have been more gracious with the other individual because we think that we're decently educated and relatively sharp, yet we did kind of the same thing. Yeah, I, th- I mean, nobody has an exactly original idea ever, though. So I think really it comes down to, like, everything is built upon your idea in terms of either improving upon or putting your own spin on a thing. And so, yeah, we use the term bulletproof. Sure. It, but it wasn't like a core competency of what we were about. You know, it was like a thing that we liked. So True. I find it different, you know? Mm. Because it's we're not making that. It's not the focal part point of, our of everything that we or whatever. do. Yeah, like everything we do is not the focal point around bulletproof. Bulletproof is an offering. It's not even an offering. We don't offer bulletproof at all. We offer a paleo latte. But right, you know, it what was I'm an offering. Yeah, but the idea of serving a bulletproof style coffee was seeing a need for something that people knew and fulfilling it in a town where it wasn't available unless you purchase specifically was there even prepackaged bulletproof at that time i don't know i'm just um, wondering like what do you think maybe he's like i'm taking these ideas and bringing them to an area where it's currently not available either yeah i think both statements are those ideas are always available and we straightforward took something that was being used that we knew the style and the thing and used it. And I think, I don't actually think that those, our ideas are not being used over there, potentially. Mm. Like, I don't, I don't feel like there's proof either or. I would just say, I actually wouldn't even be frustrated if the dude used one of our things verbatim. It's if you use all the things verbatim, it's, that doesn't feel the same. Right. You know? Oh, I'm not claiming that he's right in that. No, no, no. But even like for me, like, I, um, and I don't know the background of the bulletproof thing, but even to me, I feel like if somebody used bulletproof and wasn't like bottling it and making a huge amount of money off it and just selling it in their cafe, that'd be awesome. Here's the thing, But though, he has a here, reason, I'm sure. Well, the reason is, is, is his brand name. So it would be the same thing if, like his whole, com- that's what his whole company's called. Bulletproof, he's got bulletproof nutrition bars, bulletproof right. this. So that would be literally like someone serving coffee and that they it. roasted in their cafe and saying, we serve Cat and Cloud coffee because mm-hmm. it's in the same style of Cat and Cloud. Right. And, and that is undeniably weird and wrong. Was he okay with somebody saying, like, this is the Bulletproof style coffee? He didn't get too far into that. Okay. And he, he wasn't, like, upset about it. He kind of chuckled it off. And he seems like he understands that it's because he's doing so well in his movement that it's becoming this cultural movement and the name just becomes synonymous with the style of coffee that it is, but it sounds like he's got some really specific things with the type of not just butter, but like the blend of MCT and all that stuff yeah. that make it like his thing and everything else is not that. So that it wasn't, it wasn't him and he actually sounds like a really cool dude and 
I think we would get along if we met him in person. It was just really interesting because it's something that he deals with on a regular basis. Right. And we dealt with like a little tiny bit of that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, maybe there's a room there. Maybe there's room to be not, not call it out, but maybe like a bit more gracious. So the caveat it. would be not the caveat. The thing is that his whole company is called bulletproof. And therefore sometimes by stating you serve a bulletproof thing, you represent the whole company. Whereas most people would maybe think I'm just serving a drink. I eat us yeah. is like his, his big issue, right? Cause it's like a, a reflection of the entire company, not just a coffee drink. It's both. And I think sure. so like his coffee, the way, because the other big thing that he, which I don't know anything about this, and I would actually love to talk to him about this. If someone out there knows Dave, like, let's connect. Dave, I'm probably going to hit you up. Yeah, Dave, but come with. He, he's really into the mold situation. So they have their coffee certified by a third party that it is, quote, unquote, mold-free. Yeah. Um, it sounds a little interesting to me. I definitely uh, heard that talk a lot, though. You know, not yeah. So he's he's like, cool. Like, yes, it's the brand name, but also if you don't have these certifications, aside from it being the brand name, no matter what MCT oil you put in, no matter what grass-fed butter you use, even if the ratio is proper, you're still not serving the same thing, and you're slapping our name on it. Yeah. So. So I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, I mean, he cares about quality control of. Uh, brand. I I literally see it both ways. It's really interesting to me, just because I I I'm not him, so I wouldn't mind if somebody was like left here one day, and they're like, yeah, I learned to roast it at Cat and Cloud, and when I roast a really similar style, you wouldn't be able to call it Cat and Cloud as well, you know. So it's hard. I get that. That's, idea. The, like, that's the thing. Using the name. And versus the style is, is tough. So, yeah, I mean, I get it. And when he wrote it, I was like, oh, yeah, it totally makes sense. As to, like, using a brand name. It's so interesting in that way. Yeah. I know. It made me think. And I was thinking, because when we did the other podcast, I was so adamant about, like, dude, you can't do this shit. You know that it's wrong. You know that you can't just rip off someone's stuff and try to act like it's your own. Like no matter how young you are or new you are or, you know, whatever. Right. It's, it's just not right. And everybody knows that. Yet we did basically the same thing with no malicious intent just because we simply didn't think about it. It's not that we were trying to be, we're not, we weren't trying to rip off someone's name. Like we don't really care about his brand in the sense of we weren't right. trying to leverage the brand to sell more product the thought process was just, this is something that people are familiar with, so people understand that it's coffee with MCT oil and butter. But us, and whatever, however you toot your own horn, like, I think we're decently intelligent, relatively smart. We kind of made the same mistake that this super young kid made. Yeah, I think we're in the same lane. I also see it as, like, serving... A drink that every so I guess in my mind like we were never it was never like a cat and cloud drink, you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't ours. So I almost mm-hmm. felt like this is like a almost like same, a one in one kind of situation. <sighs> yeah, but also like okay, cool. These ingredients make up what people know as the bulletproof coffee. So in my mind, I was like, cool. We're serving a thing that everybody already knows anyway, 
and it has actually nothing to do with us with the exception of we're the only people in town serving that style. So I actually never pictured it as like a cat and cloud thing. No, I, I think, you know, yeah, no, I agree. I think that's why it's really interesting because it shows how someone could enter into a situation like that and it could never click in their mind right. that, Oh, maybe I'm doing something that's like a little off and I shouldn't. Yeah. And even so for better or worse, I actually would picture our quality of the same beverage, obviously, cause I love our coffee more than most people's coffee. If not everybody's naturally being a better version of his product, considering we love our quality of coffee. And then in theory, right. Assuming we knew what we were doing, matching the ratios, right. It'd be like, mm, this is actually going to taste as good or better. And it's still representing this thing that everybody knows, which is interesting. Yeah. I, it's funny. Yeah. It has, it, yeah. It doesn't have to do with, with brand, but it also weirdly doesn't to me hit the same things of like missing authenticity, even though I hear your ideals around it. That's I see what you're saying. You yeah. know, huh? Anyway, I huh. listened to podcasts with Dave and I thought that was an interesting point. And he probably sends those things out like fucking all the time. Oh, for sure. All the time. I mean, and I mean, I do get it because you don't want people to think they're purchasing, which I mean, it's, it kind of is like really paying attention to like the Uber details because everybody with the exception of like the one to maybe 10% know they're coming to Cat and Cloud to get a version of a drink that is obviously not the bulletproof because it's not the branded bulletproof. But at the same time, you're like, oh yeah, okay, I see. Yeah. I see. You're protecting somebody claiming to be affiliated with you, which I guess that's the thing. It's like more so than anything, you don't want to necessarily allow yourself to be affiliated with somebody who may tarnish your reputation. So quality aside, maybe that's more important. That's Again, a really good point. Not knowing where the dude's coming from. Cause I didn't listen to the episode because let's say we feel like we do a good job. We feel like we have a really awesome culture and people vibe awesome in the shop. Right. We're one of many, any, random place could open up. They could have shitty customer service, really shitty coffee. The whole kit could be just bad and they could put bulletproof on the menu and people could think that they're playing in the same league or yeah. bulletproof sells coffee to these people. This is a reflection of them. I would hope aside from the sounds like some of the scientific mold stuff that he's really, uh, you know, drawn lines in the sand on that that would be a big motivator for standing behind the whole cease and desist for everybody. But to each their own, because, you know, back to that whole idea of the one-on-one, it's like, cool, we could have put out together a whole thing around the one-on-one and tried to, like, monetize it in some way, shape, or form and take take it for our own in whatever way we needed to or wanted yeah. to, and that was just, like, not us. So, obviously, there could be a difference in, a, in alignment there, you know, with, with, and that's whatever. That's just different people. So. Yeah. And if someone did try to take our brand, we would probably do something about it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, but then on the, yeah, totally, totally. You, somebody would have to do a really good job taking the brand from another human being in a way where it was meaningful anyway. Oh, not, yeah. Not only ours, no, I, but like I, Bulletproof, Patagonia. It's like, even if somebody did, I mean, I'm using Patagonia, obviously, ridiculously, but like, okay, somebody copies to the T the quality of a Patagonia jacket, uh they probably will not be able to continue on and live up to the standards of a Patagonia moving forward unless they are 
absolutely unbelievably epic. And I know we talked about that in the terms of that other, the stay dialed podcast, you know, it's like, unless it's really you, it's not going to work. Totally. But Agreed. This is a and, and the yeah. success of our business is not hinged upon us selling a ton of quote unquote bulletproof coffee. So, yeah, you know, somewhat not even upon our specific name of our company, even though that's an indicator of finding us. It's all about people, values, vision. I wonder what we would name this thing if the name went away. I mean, unfortunately, it's so serendipitous and and worked out. (laughs) Considering we had the picture of our name. Have we talked about the history of the name on the podcast? Probably not in a specific enough way that people have a memory of it. I think this is a great opportunity to Here just, we are. just get into that. Why are we even called Cat and Cloud, Chris? Well, let's establish a few little baselines first. Drop a baseline on us. Five string or six string bass? I think six string like Thundercat. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thundercat forever. Dude's fucking in the zone. At first, we were both kind of in opposition to the this and that name when we started thinking about names. In fact, we were so anti that we said we were not going to have an and name. We were going to have a single word name. Yes, something that was easy to say, like, boom, boom. I don't even want to say some of the names because I'm embarrassed by them. You can say one of them. Unless, well, no, you don't. Just what if you want to use it again? If I don't think semi-good. we will. Satisfaction was one satisfaction. of them. We were going to have satisfaction as a contender. I feel like the word marble was we, thrown around. We did throw around marble Marble early on. was like kicked out there. And guess what? With a B, not a V. <laughs> marble. <laughs> so the, the kitschiness of the and was because every fucking hipster bullshit place was like hammer and spear, boar and pigeon. Yeah. It, Put two words together, slap an and on them. Totally. Put some fucking live wood in there and wow. Right. Magical hipster place, whether it's a cafe, clothing store, whatever you want to call it. It was America ripping off England. Because England English pubs all have the ands. Oh, really? And Irish pubs often do too. Oh, interesting. I mean, I might be like slightly off base, but that is definitely like a stereotype of, of English pubs. When I think of English pubs, I think of two words without an and, like... The pig's head. Right. That's also a good one. Yeah. Or like, yeah, but it's like, yeah, the hen and the egg. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Got you. The poet and the patriot. Oh. You see where I'm going it's here? That's together. a local yeah. bar here. Claim. Super sick claim. Yep. So we were throwing around all these names for a period of month. Yeah. At least weeks. For sure weeks. And months. I think we maybe even avoided the, the conversation a lot because we knew we were kind of going in circles and potentially going nowhere. Meanwhile, what everybody knows as the Cat and Cloud logo with the cat in the cloud mm-hmm. had already been in existence for about 10 years. So that, that was drawn by Julia at Dune Coffee Roasters circa 2010. Mm-hmm. And this was when we were working together, but we were not even talking about opening a cafe. Not even close. Not even close. She had a little art show in the French press, which is the retail portion of Dune. And it was an art show full of hand drawings that she drew that was just Sharpie on white paper and little caricatures of us. I still have the original drawings. And we had launched our blog, blog, right? We had launched it, but we didn't have... It was just Truebaca.com, Sans logo or anything. Yep, it was just there. Yep. We probably had three posts up and some savage videos. And just quick caveat, True Baca is Truby and Baca put together. We did not coin that name ourselves. The industry coined it for us. We realized it was a part of us when people started calling us True Baca when we'd show up to stuff. 
I will never forget the night because we Anaheim, were in Anaheim, 2010, walking up to a bus and somebody's all Trubaca's here, and I was like, oh shit, we are Trubaca. That now. was kind of a and cool moment. I, it was actually a cool moment. Anyway, I that, felt special. I, well, I did too, and I was like, whoa, this is a this is a, I guess it's a thing that people seem to care about enough to talk about. Just to add to that, it, it's interesting because there wasn't, there's was no Instagram going on back then. MySpace was probably the hot social network of the time still, or like yeah, Facebook. Facebook had just I guess Facebook was going. Facebook was on its come up hot. But there wasn't as much connection between people as there is now. So where it's like, mm-hmm. now you're on your phone every day. You're connecting with people every day. You're seeing what people are doing. You're liking it, and you get feedback in, in those formats, whether right. it's comments, likes. Back then, it wasn't like that. So you could be, especially in the blog world, so we would be writing blogs, and mm-hmm. a few people would comment, but we really had no idea, is this reaching people? Are people really reading this? We didn't look at the metrics. And Mm-mm. The only one it, we did was our first one, and that's because we launched the one-on-one with it. And that one went pretty and hard. And that one was hard, and then there was a substantial dip after that. By hard, maybe like hundreds of people watched it. I, I actually remember, because I remember being like, holy shit, this drink is maybe bigger than we thought. It was 1,600 people in 24 hours. Wow. Which that's, is huge. That's pretty good. Our next best after that was like close to 600. For a random blogger platform, that's cool. And it was just because it was the first one. Everybody jumps on the first one. Like two random people. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that funny to think about? That is really funny. So, so when someone said that to us and addressed us by that name, I was like, "Oh, somebody must be reading this thing. We've got a brand. Somebody, somebody knows what the names mean and who we are, and that's pretty. That's pretty rad. We didn't even know it was a brand either, by the way. I just call it a brand now, but it was a brand, and we didn't realize it. It was a brand. It was a brand. We had no idea. It wasn't an intentional brand, but no. it was a brand. Yep. So we're blogging, coffee stuff. Julia makes that art show, and the art show's got tons of different weird little <laughs> things. Just little characters. There's ones where if you see, like, you know, the, the profile of myself, my ears stick out. Yeah, so there was the ears. There's a bunch of drawings with me as a portafilter, and my ears were, like, the portafilter mm-hmm. tabs, and it's got the ball cap on. Mm-hmm. There's ones where Jared's, like, these, like, sea creatures. Well, I had hoop earrings, so she dropped the little hoop earrings in, those little metal gauges. Like every, everything mm-hmm. had hoop earrings, mm-hmm. like a octopus with hoop earrings. <laughs> All these weird... Ca- what were the, some of the other weird characters? There was uh, the robot rober. There was the robot rober. I remember a crab. Was that the crab and the octopus? Crab and the octopus might have been together. There was Probably obviously... Like 10 or 15, maybe more drawings. Probably more. One of the drawings... Was a cat in the cloud. Was the cat in the cloud. The exact same logo that we use right now. That is like a direct rip from that. On every bag you see. On e- everything. That's a Julia Mayer original piece of art. And we thought that one was cool. Even right when it came out, 2010, we're like, oh, dude, this one's sick. We yeah. should just take this and make it the logo for the blog. Yeah, so we asked her. Can we have this? She's like, yeah. And we're like, we'll give you money. And she basically told us to fuck off. Classic Julia. Which we've re-asked we many yeah. times. Can mm-hmm. we pay you for this? And she's like, dude, don't be an idiot. Right. She's a lover. She she's the really best. one of the best humans I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. And we had Trubaca.com. Don't go there now because it'll spam you. And mm, we had true. this cat and cloud logo for the for the blog. Yeah. And that was that for years and years and years and years and years. Fast forward back to when we were thinking about names. <laughs> you looked like you were going to add something. No, no, no. I was just going to say, yes, six years later or so. Six years later. About, like, I guess we were five years later officially. Never thought we were going to open a company. Happened to be, oddly enough, in Santa Barbara. I was living there. Go back to the last episode. Talked about all the ways I was... 
intense down in Santa Barbara. <laughs> it was super fun, but it was all and and so we were there, and we had had our blessing from Todd and Julia to pursue our own thing. We were roasting some coffee in practice for what would be a subscription service to go along with our podcast that was called Coffee Podcast by Trubaca at first, right? Or something yeah, like that. And we actually relaunched the blog earlier that year before the podcast. Yep. Because we were in this moment to where that was really fun for us. It was a good creative release, good connection mm-hmm. to the industry. We should start talking about stuff mm-hmm. again. And it took a little bit of a different turn in Back in the day, it was more coffee-focused, and immediately when we started writing again, it was more cultural and business-focused, even yeah. though we didn't have a business. Right. It was just a different set of topics. A lot of ideals. A lot of ideals. So we were blogging. That turned kind of into the podcast mm-hmm. because we discovered this amazing new format that is, I think, more way, fun. way awesome. It's just yeah. really engaging mm-hmm. because we can both do it together right. and have a conversation. So we're in that zone. And we're trying to think of a name. Yeah. We're sitting at my little casa. Upstairs. Yeah. And somehow we're, we're back on the topic. I think Jenny, your wife, was there. And Brit- it was like all of us were hanging out together. It was a weekend, obviously, because you guys would come down every so often on a weekend. We'd go get our empty bowls down at the market and that long tail boat noodle and eat our thing. Take it to and, go every time. And I time. think the girls were just asking like what some of the names were that were being thrown around. And we're like, this one, that one. And they were doing what they do because our wives are really funny and good about just calling it how it is. Super black and white sometimes. We're like, terrible, terrible. Nope. No chance. Sorry. Yeah. And we, some of the ones we like, they're like, I don't think that's at all it. And we're like, but it might. When there was a couple that we were sort of close to believing in. And then Jenny out of nowhere is like, why don't you just call it Cat and Cloud? You've had that logo since the beginning. And it was so weird how immediately we were like, oh, yeah. Totally <laughs> makes sense. I, I was almost upset that we hadn't thought of that. I was for sure. But I think we were so against the, the ampersand in the name that it, I don't know. It's, it's so weird how imagery can be sitting right in front of your face. Totally. You would think we would take the logo and do some sort of fucking word association or something. Like some here's, exercise. Here's a logo that we've been using for five or six years. Right. What does this mean to you? Like, where does this fit into our lives? What? We hadn't even... Yeah. I kind of think we just thought we had progressed past that point I, in our lives. You might be right. But it, the, the reality was is we hadn't even really started. No. And, you know, like we had assumed that that was part of this previous life of... That was what we considered the a lot of failure. Thing. Yeah, that was that was some vintage stuff. They're yeah. like, what's next? Yeah, and it didn't come with a lot of support from our peers. Our close, I should say, peers is the wrong word. Our immediate circle, Trubaca.com, was not really that supported by. You know what I'm saying? There wasn't like a lot of go one step deeper on that. The people who we were responsible to, who were our our leaders weren't necessarily like that stoked on it or supportive of it at all. So it made me, I see what you're saying. And you feel like that's just like not, that's not our best move forward. Yes. That was something that's like, this is some like, it was actually called out verbatim. Yeah. That this is some like low level true Baca stuff. Like when are you going to get with like the big boys, which is what's going on here. Yeah. And I remember you told me that. It hurt my feelings hella bad. Dude, when you told me that, I was so... I don't know if I was hurt or I was just fucking angry. It's really probably they more go to together. the point. Like, shlama lama ding a ding ding I mean, I was definitely... <laughs> I definitely had hurt feelings, but my immediate reaction was anger. G-F-Y. And Granola just, fruit yogurt. Just like, dude, 
fuck that shit. That's so fucking lame and so whack. And I'm trying to picture myself like, dude, I forgot that actual quote until you just said it again because I is literally put verbatim. It out of my brain. Yeah, low level Chewbacca shit. Yeah, I I'll never forget that. And I'm trying to put Jeez, myself in the so owner's hardcore. shoes. Like, I can't imagine, you know, hey, Alex, Kristen, that's Alex, some the low professional level training shit you're doing over there. Yeah, he's the professional <laughs> ASM artist over here. And if I'm like, hey, man, you know, Alex comes up to you and he's like, dude, I started a new blog and I'm really chronicling my journey. And I want to start a YouTube channel about like my finances and and like growing this in my life. And I'm like, that fucking sucks, dude. When are you going to drop that low level shit and just spend all your time doing what I want you to do? It's That's fucking gnarly. gnarly. It's super That's fucking like gnarly. That's a pretty gnarly thing to say to anybody. It's the gnarliest thing to say. Even if you feel it, you don't say it like that. No. Even if you believe it, you like work with somebody to like see some perspective shifts. You don't just diss them. Or just if you can't do anything but diss them, just ignore it. Yeah. Like just don't say it. Just be the bigger person and be like, maybe Alex, I hate everything about you. This is not true, by the way. <laughs> They're both Kristen oh. and Alex are sitting here. Who, by the way, some of our premier amazing human beings who help us be successful. They even have a microphone. It's just up for grabs over there. But hey, no pressure. Say we're, one we're thing on. for the people to prove that you're here. <laughs> one thing. One thing for that, people to prove that you're here. Kristen's already had a one-on-one -on -one podcast yet. Somehow, because Chris and I are here, she feels different. Just say hello. Hello. There you go. Damn. <laughs> you are not alone, and neither are we. I'm now I'm a professional. Here with See? you. <laughs> But that, yeah, that was a that was a big blow. Damn, I forgot that was a big blow. Both of our reactions were like, "Wow!" Like, I knew in my heart that we were doing something cool. But when someone who you at the time look up to or you think of as like this big big person says that to you, it makes you question everything. Is, is anything that I'm doing even worth it? Yeah. Am I making the wrong making the wrong decisions and that sentiment continued. I remember the day that I, the day that I quit right. and the same person came and talked to me and was like, yeah, so I guess I kind of understand like you want to have the entrepreneurial spirit or whatever, but are you fucking crazy? That was also another ah. verbatim. <laughs> are you fucking crazy? Yeah. To, what do you respond? I you mean, know, what do you respond when your boss asks you if you're fucking crazy and is not messing around. He's dead serious. That I don't know. Same boss didn't talk to me ever about it. I don't know what I said. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, I just, you know, got to do my thing, whatever. Anyway, you should have heard how terrible I was at quitting. I was just like trying to like, I should have just said I quit and walked out and I was so rambly about it. Cause I was like, it's emotional. It was so weird. Anyway, that's a different story. It's not even a story. I just did it. I tried to like, if you could listen back to me, I'd have been so embarrassed. It is it is good insight, though, which I have never processed this until you brought that up right now. Maybe that is why we avoided that logo, those names, so much in the beginning because oh, they there subconsciously was, there was a ton of negative association. Yep. with that. Yeah, so that's super interesting. I didn't realize that either. the The great thing was once my wife said that out loud, and we were like, "Oh yes." We ran it by Chuck, which we'd been running names by Chuck the whole time. And Chuck was like, meh, meh. It doesn't meh, sound enough like a... Uh, yeah, he's like, I want something. He, he wanted something that really resonated with who we were, that had history with it, that just felt super solid. Not just a random name that sounds cool. Yeah. And we told him that name, and he was immediately, for sure, that's it. 100%, no question. Yeah. All of us had that moment, like, immediately, which was really... That's how those things happen. 
It's it's unexplainable, but it is for sure how it happens. It's like when you put your foot your foot or your whatever into that groove you're supposed to be in. It's not like everything comes together easy, but certain things come together where you're like, "That's it." Yeah, that and was you know. that was mega mega serendipity to where I was like, "Dude, this is perfect." And it wasn't only us; it was like Julia, Todd, our wives, like anybody we told. They're like, "Oh yeah, sick." It totally made sense. Yeah. And we could back it with a lot of our philosophies that are that had later been way refined, but we could back it really quickly with like our initial long-term vision that we were just coming up with on the spot, kind of, you know? And all of that history that got piled up immediately removed any reservation I had about the logo and the name or the corny idea that like we can't have something that has an ampersand in it because it's too hip because the history was there. And it's literally... Mm-hmm. A picture of us, and I say that in the most unpretentious way possible, to where someone just drew it, and mm-hmm. I'm the cat, and you're the cloud, and... That's what it was. It represents our personalities and our friendship, yeah. and it's... I don't know. It's fucking great, and it's my favorite logo ever. You know what helped me with the whole and conundrum was that it was a single picture. So I was always a believer right. in like an iconic picture of sorts, and I still to this day have pushed that on every business I've worked on is find some sort of iconic thing that people can see and automatically know it's you. Yeah, you need your swoosh or uh-huh. your three stripes. And or- I did not, I, you know, I was, the V for Verve was, is a good one for them, but it, I was trying to push a slightly different thingy at the time and I was like excited to put it on our bars and everything. Was it the flame? It, yeah, it was the flame with the, the VCR inside yeah. of it. I thought it was tight. I thought it looked good on the bar and be representable. It's whatever. But like I felt, I was like, okay, well we have that now. One day we're going to be able to put that picture somewhere and people are going to know what that is without it being anything to do with a name. Yeah. Or sorry, without having to say the words. I think you just answered my question to where if I said if we had to change the name, we don't actually need a name. We have a picture. Because we have the icon. Yeah. Trademark. Don't fuck with us, all right? <laughs> you want to come? Hey, Dave, want to come talk you about trademarks? I guess we're back to why it means something. Come on, Dave. Full circle. Oh, I get it now. I do want to talk to Dave, though. I, I think that'd be interesting. We should talk to Dave. I would love to hear how that all started and his history, which you might know more. But I only know a little bit. He is insane in the best way possible. He's a biohacker, really. Mm. Is He's planning on living to 180 years old, and he actually believes it. And all of his things stem from a journey of human improvement and health in cool, more man. of like a physical sense. Right. But I don't know. Is he a keto believer then? He is into ketones. Yeah. He's yeah. down with ketosis. I, I mean, obviously, he is for, but is that like his life? Is it all that, or is it part of like in whatever? I don't know enough to That's say. Fine. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll follow up with you later, Dave. I think that was some really good brand history. I, I enjoyed telling that story. Yeah, I think that's great. How how long have we accidentally gone? Without I think even... we're done with the podcast, man. It's a 36-minute podcast. Has it already been that long? Yeah. That must have meant flow state. I think we were <laughs> in what they call the zone. Uh, do you feel the need? I feel the need. The need for speed. Woo! <laughs> Goodbye, Bye, everybody. See you. The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis. They make coffee brewers. Ever heard of them? If you haven't, you should. They're an awesome family-owned company. They're here in California. They power their facility with solar power, which I hear that's like a new hot thing that progressive people do. The best thing about Curtis, in my humble opinion, is the turnaround time on the brewers. They have a 24-hour turnaround. It's 
phenomenal. If you've ever ordered a brewer for a wholesale client from someone else and waited and waited and waited for it to come in, you know how frustrating that is. So being able to get the brewer next day like that is absolutely amazing. Shout out to you, Wilbur Curtis. Their customer service is phenomenal. And they just care. They care about you. They care about me. And I care about them. And that's why Cat Called Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis. Welcome to the Cat and Cloud ASMR podcast. Here we have uh, two hours of uninterrupted mouth sounds and trail mix sounds. Oh, yeah, that's a crunch. I don't think that's good ASMR, is it? No. Somebody left a hair on this microphone, and it was not my hair. It must have been Evelyn's hair then. So, full circle. Oh, I get it now. I do want to talk to Dave, though. I, I think that'd be interesting. Like shlama lama ding a ding a ding It's fucking gnarly. gnarly. It's super That's fucking like gnarly. That's a pretty gnarly thing to say to anybody. It's the gnarliest thing to say. It makes you get the hair on your neck stand up. Right, exactly. It's that tingly feeling that kind of sends those shock waves down through your spine. Mm. That's, the, that's the tingles that you're looking for when you're ASMRing. There's a lot of role playing going on, so people will play roles. Mm-hmm. 